The cold of near death stayed with him. The hours of the long night were unending misery. Shivering, though he wore all his clothes and his windproofs, lying curled up in his sleeping bag, trembling from the exertion, he lived the horror of the crevasse repeatedly. He could not keep still, he could not sleep. Shaking, trembling, he lay awake through the night, hearing the wild wind bluster down the valley of the glacier from the heights of the immense inland dome of ice, from the plateau south of Adelie Land. He was prey to desperate thoughts. As the hard snow wrapped his tent, he pictured the glacier outside, with whirling white drift washing over the twisted network of awful crevasses that writhed across his course, and he felt his end in that terrible, desolate gloom was inevitable. There was no pathway. The virgin snow was treacherous. He had taken the wrong course in the fight back from the black crevasse. Quote, had I known this awful overcast and the drift was to be expected, I would have made for the sea and taken our chances there. It was futile now to straggle on. He was trapped in the dangerous ice of the glacier heartland, and he was denied proper light to see the perils. Light, light, give me light, he prayed. Quote, if only I had light from the sky, from the sun, I could fight out of this hole. Perhaps I could even make it to the hut. Close quotes. The winds from the Adelie Land Plateau held out little hope for this dream. Had the sky been clear, he could not have seen the sun through the torrent of drift blown over his head. In his weakness, his imagination chased the prospect of an easy end to the struggle, rather than go on against cold, distance, wind, in the fractured ice, for the sake of leaving a record to tell his story, a cache that to all probability would never be found. Quote, enjoy life for a few days more, sleeping and eating my fill until the food ran out, or to plug on in hunger with the prospect of plunging again at any moment into eternity, without that great pleasure and luxury of having eaten the food. That was the problem that occupied my mind. Close quotes. Stark facts seemed to urge the easy course. Among the crevasses in this foul light, death waited on every step. His physical condition was distressing. His strength was ebbing fast. The damage to his hands was horrendous. The skin ripped from the palms, the fingernails black and loosened, festerings open and separating. Dressings of lanolin and bandages only hid the wounds on his body. There was no food no nourishment to promote healing. He turned for consolation to his diary, quote, Things look bad, very bad. I don't think I can endure such strain again. Hard work is beyond me now. Close quotes. His diary replaced his companions. Each day since Xavier had perished, he filled the pages as, though talking to himself, weighing his chances, recounting his experiences. In tightly jammed lines to make the most of space, he was writing longer, taking more words to tell the tale of his trial, and to fill some of the long, lonely hours. Hope dwindled near to dying in that long night. Always he was forced to the wish that tomorrow would bring good conditions. Tomorrow and tomorrow. The wind racked his shelter and reminded him that he was in the kingdom of blizzards. Wind was as bad an enemy as overcast cloud and poor light. He asked himself again, how could he hope to travel, to fight the wind, to lash the frame and erect the tent, to cut the snow blocks and unload the sledge with these broken hands? He sat in his reindeer bag, 
unwound the bandages, and peered in the gloom at his painful, swollen fingers. He lay one palm across the other, and in the crossing of the two sets of fingers there was born the idea that was to save his life. 